yo yo another six months another fight podcast (laughs) 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 that's how it goes sometimes hey Um, man if these boxers can fight once a year we can record once a year if they fight at all if they fight at all (laughs) so that's like a big reason why we're back uh other than being busy and everything there's just been a lot going on in the world of boxing and in the world of MMA, but I think we want to start in the world of boxing. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like we're getting the fight of our generation. It looks like it's just not happening. And I don't really know what to do with that. It's incredibly disappointing. Um, and I'm not really sure where Errol Spence and Bud Crawford go from here, but I guess we'll start there. And What do you have to say about this whole, like, <laughs> past i guess what's been three months four months of just like up in the airness since all right, it was so happening. i'm just gonna put this on record now this is the last time i will ever talk about this until that fight happens i guess or doesn't happen but oh man what a crazy time it's been yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been some weird shit so I'm going to try to give the shortest version I can of this. Short, so, short, sweet, short, sweet. People know what happened, I think. That's yeah. listening to us. But look, short, so, sweet. If you're a fan of the sport, you know that after Errol Spence beat or Dennis Ugas in May, April? I think it was April. Um, basically, the fight between him and Terrence Crawford has been in intense discussion. Um, and about three, four weeks ago... <laughs> All of a sudden, we get an announcement that Terrence Crawford is um, fighting David Alvanesian <laughs> on, um, not sure if they're a boxing promotional company or a porn website or On something. a network. On, 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 on a network. On a network <laughs> called uh, BLK Prime or Black Prime. I, I don't know which one it's supposed to be. Much to the uh, the shock of... I think everybody involved not named Terrence Crawford in his camp. Um, yeah, so since that's happened, there's been a bunch of chatter and talk and people have come out with certain things, saying things. And honestly, like, it's been real fun watching people, like, place blame, particularly on Terrence Crawford. Honestly, I think this is just one giant clusterfuck of nonsense from I'll say mostly Terrence Crawford but I'm sure you know there's three sides to every story I'm sure there has to be something whether his ignorance and business played a role or not like there's something that happened that was just I don't know. It's just so it's so silly that like I don't want to pay armchair psychologists like I don't want to do that but just the facts as it happened is it seems a fight was going to happen there was either not enough money or not enough control offered terrence was unhappy about this and went another direction right is that fair to say yes whether people agree with that or not i think that's generally the case Mm -hmm. um i do think that terrence crawford's instagram live like breakdown of it all was pretty pretty insane oh (laughs) Definitely used a lot of words that he does not know what they mean, um, which is, hilarious. which is, you know, not trying to uh, 
intellect shame anybody. But, you know, I think it was very, it was glaringly obvious that he was going into this whole negotiations pretty much on his own. Yeah. And I think that that played a huge role in how this ended up. Um, There was a press release actually, I think a day or two ago that said that the event sold like 9,500 tickets already. In the that's, first day, which is really? incredible. That's I mean, good, he's, in, right? he's in Omaha. He does. He always does numbers in Omaha. Yeah, that's but good. That's really that's really good. But one thing that um was very interesting about it, and I'm going to butcher his name, so I'm going to look it up. But he is using a lawyer in this uh, in these negotiations, and his representation is actually uh, a very uh, well-seasoned boxing It's an established lawyer. boxing lawyer, right? I remember yeah. seeing a tweet about this. I can't this. pronounce his name, but I remember I'm seeing a tweet about now. this. Yeah, um, it's an established boxing lawyer who's been around forever, if I remember correctly. Yes. So who clearly knows his way around the business. So at the very least, Terrence Crawford is getting paid somewhere, which, you know, he deserves to be paid well. You know, he probably didn't, he definitely didn't get his worth at his previous promoter. Um so, you know, good for him, right? Like that he's getting paid. It is disappointing, right? I, I, I think I'll, I'll riff off what you said about some of my feelings about this. It's disappointing because we wanted to see who the best at this weight class was, right? If, whether it was Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, and we know it's been two of them neck and neck for years now, and we would have loved to see that as fans go through, right? It's very disappointing that they couldn't get the ducks in a row here. And the, the worst part about it is I think that it's the biggest what if that could have happened, right? Because Terrence Crawford was now independent and was not contractually obligated to be on the other side of the street, as people say, it, it could have happened. And it's such a big letdown. And it's not that we don't get a lot of good boxing fights every year. There's this common gripe among, I would say, non-boxing fans who are just like, oh, there are no more good fights in boxing. So I disagree. You disagree with that. There's been a lot of really, really good fights in boxing, but this would have been a great way to prove all of those people wrong. Like we could have just said like, look, the two best 147ers are are fighting in probably like the last 15 years. They're fighting each other and it's going to be the the crown jewel of the entire sport for, for the year, right? Bigger than Canelo fight, in my opinion. And so feeling wise, like it's just a big disappointment as a fan to have this happen. but. I guess we should talk about what's actually happening. And you were getting into that. So did you find the gentleman's name? Yes, Sam Katkowski. He is boxing lawyer. I know he represents, he manages Regis Prograce's career. But the main thing about it is that this is a boxing lawyer. Yeah. So he's familiar with the sport. He's familiar with no negotiations. And he's just familiar with the business of boxing, which is important if you're one of those people who I am one of those people who, has sort of read in between the lines of what is being said by both Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. I mm. actually think that this fight is still on the table. Mm. Um, Sometime next year. Yeah. Uh, when? I don't know. Um, and I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm like super positive. I'll say I'm probably like 40% positive that it mm-hmm. happens. But I think that all of the signs from the way that Spence has said his piece about it. Um, what Terrence Crawford has said about it and just sort of like the moves that Terrence Crawford has made in lieu of all of these things 
it sounds like he might come back to the table more professionally. Mm. Um, I think he definitely gave up a ton of leverage that he had prior, sure. which is which is why I'm I'm a little bit more skeptical of it happening for that reason. But it se- it doesn't seem like there is a lack of interest in that fight, and both um, some people that I know at PBC as well as um, Steven Espinosa, the head of Showtime Sports, they have all, they have both reiterated that they don't necessarily feel that the fight is off of the table. So I think Bud realizes he made a mistake. I think part of this is cleanup, right? Like he went and got with the real boxing lawyer. He's coming back to the, like, I, I think part of it realized Bud's like, oh shit, I fucked yeah. up. And look, yeah. I'll, I'll, look I'm a, everybody knows I'm a Terrence Crawford fan. I'll come out, I'll be straight up. He could have went this route in a better way right? yeah he could have done this he just he could have just been like yeah he could have just been like yo whether he wanted to take a fight or not or if he was offered all of this money like he said he was offered and that they say he was off he, they're giving him he could have been like look i want to fight arrow arrow wants to fight me they're offering me 10 million dollars up front to fight some can exactly I'm gonna take this fight. Arrow can take take an interim fight, and we can revisit this in 2023. And I think had he come out and done something like that, it still would he still would have gotten heat, but it would have been received a lot better. Um, now to Arrow's side, I think for the most part, Errol Spence has conducted himself in a way that's like, all right, this makes sense. Like everything has been logically consistent with what yeah. he said. Exactly. Right. So I think on Arrow's side, I think he truly was taken aback. He's just like, what the fuck? Like, what happened? Like, you know what I'm saying? But to the X's and O's of this upcoming fight, like Bud's gonna kill this guy, right? This is not a <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I'm oh oh you mean Avenesian. Yeah, oh, okay. I thought you were about Spence. Oh, that's yeah. why I laughed. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like Bud's gonna kill this guy. Like this it was is... like, you know, it was funny, like when I when they first announced it. I was like, oh, like, uh, you know, this is this could be like a little like trap fight. Like the guy can punch. I look at this, bro. I'm like, he's on a knockout streak, but like he's not like a he's not like a real like, oh my god, like this guy is like a heavy-handed puncher yeah. kind of guy. Like, I think the guys that he's been fighting on this streak have just not been up to par. Not that they're cans, but like, you know, he's beat some prospects that were hyped up, but like very clearly he exposed them as like not really being all that. So Terrence Crawford is Terrence Crawford. So barring something like really crazy happening, like him getting caught with something that you don't see or something like that. I fully expect this to be like a nice little homecoming showcase. Hope. I I think my main concern about this whole thing is whether this goes through or not. Oh, whether the fight actually happens? Yeah, I, I mean, it all signs are pointing to I mean, it happening. Just sold ten thousand tickets, right? Yeah, but like... <laughs> look, bro, like these people, <laughs> you, I know you're kind of like not as like attached to the story as I am. Like, I am not. Listen, I love there's... boxing. I love boxing for boxing, not for this politics shit. But continue. Yeah, there's some, uh, there's some interesting things out there about the people behind Black Prime. So I've been in some of the so, spaces where they're talking about the people that run this thing. It's it does not seem good. It seems really bad. Yeah, it seems very sketchy. And I'm not look. I'm not going to throw shade on anybody's business. That's not what we're here to do. But 
this stuff is public. A lot of the things around these guys that are behind this are public record. So you guys can look them up for yourselves and formulate your own opinions. But to me, the things that I've seen don't point to good business being done. What and that's my main concern. I've I've sort of heard that Bud has already gotten paid at least some of the money, like a good portion of it. So, I mean, I think like if the fight doesn't go through, like that might not be the biggest of deal in his sense, but it's just like for him to go through all of this and all of these things on the internet and all of this shit that's going on, for him to just not even have the fight happen, I think that would be a like that's going to be hard to come back from so there, there's two things there well there's here I'll, I'll i'll redirect the conversation in a second but I, I have two questions how much does public perception actually matter because it's not let's say this fight doesn't happen we don't have any less interest in terrence crawford fighting errol spence even if this doesn't happen right like yeah. so it doesn't from a fan matter. perspective it doesn't mean shit it doesn't mean but shit. For, for terrence crawford i think it means a lot in terms of business wise, so you know, yes. there's already this narrative that he's not a draw, which can't even which is which is debate, which is highly debatable, and I don't really want to get into that. Yeah, I'm about but, to say we're not here to we can't. I don't even think either of us can be a proper arbiter of truth in that matter, right? Like I don't see his paper. I mean, I think that, I think there are <laughs> there are very much like a few facts that are there. He does not do well on paper. Fine. Fine. He also has the highest rate. He's also had the highest ratings on ESPN's boxing programming since he has been, since ESPN, since Top Rank has moved to ESPN. ESPN, yep. He has consistently had the highest ratings of any fighter, except for maybe Tyson Fury. But Which, even that, I don't, I'm not necessarily sure that that's like, I think Tyson Fury's non-pay-per-view fights are not as popular as Bud's general fights on ESPN either. I also just don't think you can compare Tyson Fury to someone like Terrence Crawford. Right. But like there's not a lot of boxers doing the doing three three million views. Yeah. On uh, on any platform. Yeah. So to say that he's not a draw or people are not interested, I think that's a little bit disingenuous. I think they're hyper focused on pay-per-views. Um, he does very well. He does extremely well in his live eights. He's sold not sold out, but He's done very well at Madison Square Garden. He, obviously, he does well in Omaha, and he's done well in Vegas. So I think that that's a little bit disingenuous, but if we're just strictly talking pay-per-views, obviously, uh, Errol Spence is the bigger pay-per-view star. So and, and obviously, mm-hmm. he fights at Jerry's World and packs out Jerry's World. So, right. But your assertion is that this is bad if this doesn't happen for Terrence Crawford from the perspective of he comes to the negotiating table with even less. Yes, if it doesn't right. happen, obviously that fuels that narrative that he wasn't even big enough to do this, even though that's going to get complicated. I don't even think if it, ha- if it doesn't happen that that's necessarily his fault, but that's what it's going to look like. That I understand what you're saying. And I think that, you know, doing all of that while being in negotiation with Errol Spence for the fight and then for all of that to happen and then you not have that fight that you did all of this for in the first place, I think that would make it very hard for him at the negotiating table. Obviously, I'm not a business person. I don't work in boxing business, but just from the outside looking in, I could see that that being an issue. Well, so let's talk about the all, real worst case did all scenario. of this. 
Like, you worst, all this and... Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> nothing from it? Yeah. But the real worst case scenario is he does all this and he loses somehow. He slips on the canvas and as, what, David gets a lucky shot and knocks him out. Like, I'm, it's boxing, right? Anything can happen. Like, the real worst case scenario is Taron Crawford's going there and his labrum's torn. And for some reason, he decided to walk in with a torn labrum. He can't jab and he gets beaten. I mean, it's that a is, lot. That is the worst case scenario for Terrence Crawford by taking this fight. That's the, that's like the risk here, right? Like, because, you know, anytime you step into a boxing ring, you can lose. Like, yeah. everybody's mortal. And it's just like, from that perspective, like, if that happens, then we never see this fight ever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I think the bigger risk here is the, the fight that the WBC just ordered. I was going to get into that next, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, they just ordered, I mean, whether it happens or not, I don't know, but yeah. I would assume it would, but they just ordered Errol Spence versus Keith Thurman. They just made Keith Thurman a mandatory. So, look, Keith, Keith is Keith, but one thing about it, like, Keith will always come to fight, and he's always dangerous. Mm-hmm. And he and whether you believe in the, the one-time moniker is dead or not, like, he can still box his ass off. So well, I think it's Errol Spence that's a dangerous fight. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I mean, my thing has always been Errol Spence has always been a man of his word. He has. And he said, I will never give Keith Thurman a shot. <laughs> so he might vacate the so bet. He might, he might not give Keith Thurman a shot, but I also think, you know, and I hate to say, I, I felt this way before Terrence Crawford said it, but now that Terrence Crawford said it, I feel like people are going to like get on me about it, but. There's no other fight at 147 that makes him as much money aside from Terrence Crawford and Keith Thurman. So if he's staying at 147, it doesn't really make sense for him not to fight Keith Thurman. But he's not going to stay at 147, right? Like I don't see a reason for Spence to stay at 147 other than the bud fight. I mean, it depends on how bad he really wants the bud fight. That's what I'm saying. I mean, right? the, bud, the bud fight can happen at 154. I mean, that would yeah. be weird, but it could. But it's just like... I'm saying let's assume right now the bud fat doesn't happen, right? Like it looks like, you know, for some reason they can't get their ducks in a row, whatever. Errol Spence is not staying at 147 otherwise. I mean, I think I think the the bag that's there is enticing for if you if he were to fight Keith Thurman, which is I think is the only reason why he would fight Keith Thurman. Because like, was he gonna go to 54 and fight Fundora? Or Tony Harrison. Yeah, so. I mean, he could beat those. I think he, he could beat them, he, but it's not the same kind of draw. I think he like beat, yeah, I think he beats both of those guys, but that's not the bag is not going to be exactly. The same. Like that's not. It's not worth going to 154 to fight Fandora in a fight that he will win, but is not. Yeah. Or like, Castano. Yeah. Like there's, there's guys he could. There's plenty of competition for him, but it's just like the belts are all tied up in his stable with Jamel Charlo, who has a fight with Tim Zhu yep. in February. Yep. So that's at least those belts aren't going to be freed until at least after that fight. And I'm hearing they're aiming January, February for Spencer's next fight in general. So the other option is just to sit, right? And wait. I mean, I think they called the mandatory. I mean, he has a lot of fucking mandatory. Since they got standing on us with the WBA. That's what I'm saying. He's sitting and, and waiting. Then, and then Boots is coming up too. Is Boots are mandatory? If he's not a mandatory, he's close with the IBF. Yeah, I'm about to say, Boots is a mandatory. That's but he's he's, num- he's number one in the IBF for sure. That's a scary sight. I mean, I, it's just a, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a scary sight. Honestly, like this whole that fight not happening 
has messed up a lot of things for a lot of people. I think that's, I think honestly, I think that's why I could see Errol Spence and like boxing fans being so upset with Terrence Crawford about this whole thing. Cause like we found out that uh, Fulton and Figueroa were supposed to rematch at 126 as the co-main to Spence and Crawford if that fight were to happen. And that Caleb Plant fight too, right? Was wasn't that gonna happen on this card? The the route the Caleb Plant Darrell that just happened or the Benavides one? Benavides fight. I thought that was supposed to happen. That's probably gonna be his own main event right now. But, okay. But I, I I just know that the uh Figueroa and Fulton two at one at Featherweight was going to be a fight that, that was floated. So as the co-main to that. So a lot, I feel like a lot of guys, like they just announced Frank Martin and Michelle Rivera yeah, yep. for December 17th. I feel like a lot of these guys who you're now seeing getting fights, those were fights that were held up because they were going to put them on the undercard. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spencer Crawford. So listen, like, man, I don't have a couch because this isn't happening. <laughs> we were gonna get we were gonna have a fight party here. Yeah, we'll have some luxurious <laughs> l- luxurious steaks and exactly would have been great. Things. But you know, that's life. So Spence has possibly a mandatory coming up with Thurman. He might, I mean, again, sitting would I guess get rid of some of his I don't know, sitting might be the best option if you really I think he it's can gonna sit happen. without he, I only he can sit without giving up belts. Uh, I think that's like the main appeal of the Spencer Crawford fight was that it was going to be the two best the two best one forty seven pounders we've seen. They are still the in two a while. Best. They and are they still, still are, the two best. Even with, with like, or without the belt, right? Yeah, but it was like under. But it was like the two best undisputed. Yes, for yeah, undisputed, undisputed. Like, yeah, I get the, it. I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the first four belt undisputed welterweight fight ever. No, I, yeah, you're right. In the four so belt era, like, I think so. Yeah, so it's just like you know, it was just a lot. It was a lot there. I think so. Yeah, it's it's a it's 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 an awkward situation. I do feel for Errol Spence. I think like he's definitely been left out to dry. I know like he's been very upset with a lot of people involved, not just Terrence Crawford, but even like people at PBC. Mm -hmm. Just like so, I feel for him. I hope that. He figures out what he what his next plan is. I don't know. He already announced that he the fight will be announced soon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to safely assume that it's Keith Thurman. Yeah. Um, but hey, man. Listen, man, Errol Spence has the best jab in boxing. So every time he fights, I'm happy. I just like, I like, I enjoy watching him fight. And so it it is what it is. And Bud is the best switcher in all of boxing. So watching that would have been so much fun to watch like the, the person with the best jab in the world versus the best switcher in the world and to see like what style comes out on top yeah, not oh. even best switcher. i mean a lot of people me included i think he's the best fighter in the world period listen i so, I, I, I i'm not necessarily going to disagree with that i'm just saying yeah. like for sure he's the best switch hitter in all the boxing right yeah like and then I, I really do think that Errol Spence has the best jab in all of boxing as well. So, like, I would just have loved to see those tools against each other, right? Because that is the ultimate utilization of both those tools. What does that look like? Does the switching affect the distance of Errol Spence's jab to the point where he can't establish it and thus create opportunities for Bud? Does Is the jab so good that it doesn't matter what stance that Bud's stands in and as a result, it changes Bud's game plan and forces him to stay in one and hunker down? There were a lot of interesting x's and o's with that fight that i was more interested in than all this shit you know what i'm saying 
Yeah, it was very, it was very much like a TMG time in the, like, the last three weeks in boxers. I've hated it. It's been awful. Yeah, I, I never wanted boxers to have Twitters less than in the past couple weeks. Um, but I want to give you a quick shout-out, actually, to the women of boxing, because, like, that Clarissa Shields card with Alicia Bumgarner that was on ESPN, that was a great card. And that I, was a great I, card. And I really, really enjoyed that. And I really enjoyed, like, the best of women's boxing fighting each other. Like, the only other boxer that you would have on there, I guess, would be Amanda Serrano. But other than that, Alicia Bumgarner, Clarissa... And Katie Clarissa, Taylor. Yeah, Katie Taylor, excuse me. And, you know, Clarissa Shields and Alicia Bumgarner, like, both winning over the pond, doing their thing. That was really cool to watch. I just wanted to mention that because we're talking about dudes that are, are not going to box. I figured we might as well people mention people that will box. <laughs> yeah, Everybody I do. Else. I do hate the fact that, like, there's, like, not a lot of, like, equity in the sport. Yeah. Like, there's no reason why those women should be fighting two-minute rounds. Like, none. Zero. And, and Clarissa Shields doesn't want to. She wants, like, she's, she constantly campaigns and, for it to be the same. And it doesn't make any sense because, like, they fight three minutes in the amateurs. A hundred percent. But yeah, but, but shout out to her. She put on a phenomenal performance. Yeah, that was really And dope. also shout out, a huge shout out to Alicia Baumgartner. She showed me some shit that I, I didn't even know she had in her That was bag. a crazy ass fight, bro. And, like, people and she, were, she showed up and showed out for real. That was a high level fight, right? Like that was a yeah. very high level fight that people I don't think appreciated the way they should have while watching it. But if you go back and rewatch it, that's a very high level fight. So very excited for that. She's supposed to fight um Troy, right? The uh the Japanese woman, I believe. Yeah, I hope so. I don't think she's Japanese, but I, yeah, I hope wrong. she does. I thought she was she might be uh, yeah, that's under that's apologize. undisputed. Yeah, because that would be really cool. Um, so interested in that. Uh and then I guess to round off some of the boxing talk, is tank grind gonna happen? Do we know? Like, is that just talk? I think so. There's not really anything else. I just there's only really two fights for Tank right now that make sense. Not mm-hmm. make sense, but like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Like uh, the rematch with Isak Cruz, which makes less sense. Yeah, I don't think that makes sense and, to me, bro. <laughs> and Ryan Garcia. Like, I don't, I, I, I know a lot of people were unfairly speculating that he was fighting Abner Mares. And everybody, what a weird fight to like consider so at this point. They're only saying that because he was supposed to fight him like three years ago. No, I remember, and it's just like after Mars, doesn't he have an eye that is it gonna fall out or something? Yes, <laughs> like that's like he should not be allowed in a boxing I mean, ring. I mean, he got so bad that Abner had to come out and be like, Yo, I'm not fighting Tank, like, yeah, y'all are, y'all are crazy, crazy, yeah. Could you imagine Tank uppercuts the dude and his eye rolls back in his head? Like, that's nuts. Like, do not come out of retirement for that, yo. Like, that's not a good thing. But, I mean, I hope we get Tank Ryan because I think it'd be a fun fight, you know? Yeah, from what I've seen, it seems a little complicated business-wise. Always. I think think it'll happen. I've, I've said this many times, and I really stand by it. Boxing is really the only sport where you have to know like the business of it, like super mm-hmm. in depth, like this. Like you know, like oh, LeBron James signed this contract. That means that they have this amount of cap space to sign other players. Like that's about that's basically about the extent of how much we have okay. well, to worry about in the sport. But like, um, in boxing, you gotta know who's managed by who, all the purse splits and site fees and contracts and all like all the stuff that like i don't want to talk about this i'm going to talk about boxing 
Fair enough. Well, we got 10 minutes left. Um, so in that spirit, on the MMA side of things, where we don't have to know any of the business because it's just a monopoly, uh, Islam Makachev proved he is who he says he is. That was pretty cool to watch. And I don't see anyone beating him anytime soon as a result. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty, I don't want to say shocked. I definitely thought Charles was going to win. But Islam is just much better than I thought. It seems like he's like, they took the Khabib blueprint and like fine-tuned it. Right. To more To be more suited to like pure, not pure MMA, but like, more suited to just like having yeah, actual uh, yeah having actual mixed martial arts right and that's involved that's, in the ring like that's kind of it like i think benil Dariush would present an interesting challenge for him if and when they fight but uh other than him i don't really see a lot of people coming out of 155 to beat uh islam right now yeah i don't i, I honestly i don't think i don't see anything that benil has that charles didn't have that's true so. the the only thing is it's just something new i think he's going to walk over volkanovsky like, Volkanovski is just small. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that was really cool to watch. Other than that, there's been a lot of stuff happening on the MMA side, but there's always a lot of stuff happening on the MMA side. I think, I guess we will talk about it in the last couple of minutes here. Uh, this weekend, Israel Adesanya is supposed to fight Alex Pereira. It's going to be a great fight if they both stand up and they decide to fight each other. Yeah, I, I don't really know how to call this. I think I do think that the knockout has been like grossly like overblown oh 100 percent um because if you actually watch that fight like they were, beating the, the they were beating the shit out of each other yeah it, it, and izzy was probably winning that fight like it's not like it was a blowout but izzy was probably winning that fight until the knockout. yeah both both of their fights were really close i actually thought that izzy mm-hmm. got robbed in the first one but um yeah, I think that the knockout has been very overblown. I don't know how that's going to translate into MMA, like the their styles. Like I'm, I'm going to assume it's going to be a kickboxing match. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't think Izzy's about to shoot. Like, I just don't think it's in his DNA to do that. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, and neither, I don't think Pereira's going to shoot either. Ain't no way. <laughs> Ain't so, no fucking way that there's going to be a kickboxing match, <laughs> and I think I'm not going to make a prediction, but I'm just interested to see what happens honestly because you know i i saw a tweet today that was taught that it was showing the highlights of uh izzy whitaker one mm-hmm. and the caption on it was like um is izzy fighting negative or is he always fought the same and people are just too afraid to get put out like whitaker got put out right and you know, I think that brings an interesting point to the whole conversation. Like everybody's like, oh, is he fights negative? Or he just fights, he point fights, he's just fighting to win. But you know, a lot of these motherfuckers just be standing. They standing be scared, there. dog. They don't want to mix it up. Alex Pereira is the only person I know in 185 who's not scared to mix it up with Izzy. Right? He's the only dude that I know who has the kickboxing chops to mix it up. That's why this fight could be very exciting. I mean, I think I think Whitaker wasn't necessarily afraid to fight him either time but obviously he got put out the first time like exactly yeah but you know i think yeah i I agree with you i think obviously Pereira has no reason to be afraid of izzy so i think we'll get a more exciting fight 
Um, I don't even think I don't even think Paulo Costa was afraid of him per se. I think he just realized very quickly that he was not the, the striking acumen was not there. You're right. Afraid is the wrong word. They just not at a technical level. They just can't. Right. Yeah, I think they show him too much respect. Yeah, the, and if if they don't like, they get knocked out. Right, like they show the respect for the reason. Right, like Robert Whitaker was probably willing to get in there and then you know got erased. Um, I'm very interested to see how this fight plays out from like that standpoint, though, because like the last time someone really fought Izzy with no fear, it was like Kelvin Gaston, and that was the, one of the greatest. And that fights. was one that was like a top three <laughs> MMA fight of all time, hundred percent. So it was like. I want to, and, and also the important thing about that is that you showed where Izzy was willing to go mm-hmm. in order to get a victory. Yeah. So I think all of those factors playing in a role. I think we're in for a really good fight. I don't really know who's going to win. I mean, I think I lean Lizzie, uh, Izzy, Izzy, obviously, yeah. but it's I'm hard not going to. Gonna, yeah, it's hard to say. Because Alex really, Ferris' left hook is like Deontay Wilder's right hand, dog. Yeah. Like that's, that's, it's just different. Um, other than that, real quick, uh, Aljamain Sterling retired T- or should have retired TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw doesn't retire, and Peter Yan got robbed. So that's all I have to say on the MMA front. Peter Yan got robbed. That was a robbery. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to agree. Hey, one day, I feel like one day we're going to be on this podcast discussing how Aljamain Sterling is the most underrated champion in UFC history. Him and Tyron Woodley. Yeah, they kind of have similar styles. They're, well, they're the yeah. same person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Willie got definitely has like a one hitter quitter. Yeah, that Aljo doesn't. But I mean, yeah. I think like their approaches to the fight game. Actually, I even think Aljo is much more aggressive than Woodley too. So I don't know. But Aljo, we're going to be talking aggressive. about that one day. Yeah, Aljo is much more aggressive in terms of getting to the sub. But yeah, we'll talk about it another day. Um, do you have any closing thoughts? Oh, uh, not really. I will never, ever talk about this Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence fight again until they actually make this fight. Like, Maybe I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about it anymore. I'm tired of it. And a lot of you guys on boxing Twitter need to touch grass because it's really not that serious. Y'all talk about this shit every day. Every day y'all talk about this shit. Like, All right, y'all. Uh, you heard Dave. Go touch grass, yeah. Peace and love. See you.